Hey, this is Jason Pfeiffer, the editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine, and you're about to hear another episode that was recorded here at PodMax, an awesome experience for entrepreneurs to get on top-rated shows all in one day. I hope you enjoy. And we are back. We are here at PodMax today. Super excited. It's been awesome. This is my second time down here at PodMax. They do a stellar job really putting this together. And we have an awesome interview for you today. Dave Wolcott on the show. Hey, Dave. How you doing? Hey, Jason. Thanks. Great Thank to be you. here. Super excited to have you. Founder and CEO of Pantheon Investments, LLC. Dave is the founder and CEO, as we've said, a private equity firm focused on helping investors achieve financial freedom through real estate investing or investing in tangible real estate assets that provide cash flow, tax efficiency and diversification from the stock market. Dave served as a captain in the Marine Corps and as a serial entrepreneur that has built three companies over the past two decades. He's learned a ton about investing in commercial real estate as a limited partner 20 years ago and has evolved his learning into Pantheon to help educate others on the transformative power of cash flow investing with the Pantheon Holistic Wealth Strategy. All right, we're going to dive in there. And he's passionate about helping others build wealth through these three steps, exclusive access and creation of the best opportunities, the best operators, and best markets, implementing the Pantheon Holistic Wealth Strategy, wealth building, and coaching. Well, Dave, it's super excited to have you. What did I miss? <laughs> no, I appreciate that intro, Jason. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I really get fired up about this topic. Um, and, you know, I, it took me 20, 30 years, right, to figure out all of these alternative strategies, mm -hmm. you know, building a network of, of people, of operators, you know, of people that could help kind of implement this. Um, and now it's just been perfected so well that, you know, I really feel obligated and want to be able to share that with other people to accelerate their journey. Why do so many people in America, and I mean, and you, you hear the, the figures, but we have, you know, we're the richest country in the world, and you have 60, 70% of, of the population can't find $1,000 in yeah. crunch without selling something. Yeah. Where, where are people consistently meet, are missing the boat? Yeah, it, it's a great question, and it, it all starts with mindset, really, right? Uh, so you're, you're a product of the media you consume, the people you spend your time with, and your environment. Right. So are those and, and typically what's happening is people are being brainwashed by mm -hmm. the 13 trillion dollar industry, financial industry. Right. Of, yeah. you know, put money into government qualified plans. That's where you should invest. Right. Um, or have no debt, mm -hmm. you know, pay off, pay off your house. Right. So that's where most Americans have their money, either in qualified plans, you know, or paying off their their homes. So when you st try to talk about alternative strategies, people really struggle with, well, I don't want to listen to that. It sounds too good to be true yeah. or no, that's not for me, you know, but they haven't taken the time to actually educate themselves mm -hmm. on some of these other strategies. Yeah. And the narrative now, and you, you think about like, like Facebook algorithms, right? Like whatever you're into, they find a way to get in front of you. And mm -hmm. so if you don't know this other world exists outside yeah. of it, yeah. well, it's never in front of you anymore because, you know, your, your news platforms and news platforms, you would, they talk to this certain model. You watch a certain model that maybe your family or everybody around you does. So you're basically formatted to the path that others have been doing around you unless you mentally say, okay, something's off here. Uh, yeah. I need to change. Yeah. And then I have to find that, that, that next step. So what is that next step? Yeah, you have to shut out the noise, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I, think, I think a great way to do that, I mean, first of all, the starting point I like to talk, talk to people about, right, is, is actually, you know, what is your personal vision statement, right? Have, have you given that some really deep thinking? And a, and a great question to ask, right? This is a great time of year, too, going into the end of the year, right? But if you had all the money in the world, 
where would you be, mm -hmm. who would you be with, and what would you be doing, right? So do some deep thinking on that and really kind of solidify, you know, your vision statement, your purpose, what you're looking, you know, to get out of life. And then you can start kind of, you know, putting the pieces in place to start living that, right? Yeah. And oftentimes it's, it's kind of ironic, right? Because we always talk about, you know, real, real estate and yields and wealth building and money and all of this. But, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do, you know, today that don't even involve money. Right. Like, let, let's say increasing your relationships with your family and friends hmm. um, because you want to have quality relationships in your later years. You can start doing that today. Right. Yeah. You can invest more time in your kids. Mm -hmm. You know, you can invest more time with your spouse. Right. And have some better relationships. And then that will permeate right into your life and help drive your business, help drive your goals. Because in addition to driving wealth. Right. I think it's really all about fulfillment in life. Yeah. Right. Making money, we can all make money. Mm -hmm. Money is just a medium of exchange. But what is it that you want to do with money? Yeah. You know? You know, and I'm, I'm thinking because that, that thought in my mind is that the connection and just the give back is so much better because if you, if you make all this money and you die and nobody even knows you existed, what, yeah. what, what is your impact on the future, yeah. right? Yeah, and absolutely. so if, and we, we set up that we, we need something, but we don't even know because we haven't thought of the vision of why we need it. Like, I need ten million dollars. Well, do you really like right. like like if you had ten million? If I gave you ten million dollars today, what would yeah. you do? What with would it? you do differently? What would you do? Right? Like, what, what would your life change? Yeah. Right? Like, or ultimately, like, is twenty thousand dollars a month good? Like, imagine right. you had that. Right. Like, how would that impact your life if right. you were to spend all the time with your kids? Because right. if you needed that ten million dollars for some fictional way, what would that do to your life? Would you be working twenty four hours a day and never see your family? And so, what would you do that that aspect of your life? And so when you're building out this plan and helping investors, how do you, how do you create that path that they can, they can formulate to, to, to create their next step? Right. Well, um, so the strategy is really broken into three simple phases, right? Um, and the first one, it all starts with you, just what mm -hmm. we're talking about. It's all mindset. I mean, I, I know so many investors. I, I have one investor. He's got a few hundred thousand sitting in a savings account. Yeah. <laughs> right. It just it just kind of burns us up, you know. But oh, I don't want to invest in real estate, right? Because you know, they had a single family rental with a bad tenant sure. and had a really bad experience, and you know, that has absolutely nothing to do with multifamily, yeah. as we know, right? Um, you know, the default rate, right, was four tenths of a percent. Mm -hmm. And in 08, 09 time frame, right? It's kind of one of the most predictable assets that you could have. But he hasn't opened up his mind, right, to be able to learn about other things, right? Yeah. So when you can start to improve your financial IQ, your financial IQ is actually directly proportional to your wealth. Sure. So if you want to buy retail, you know, buy the mutual funds, mm -hmm. right? Buy the 401k, and that's for you. Right. But if you want to accelerate and really jumpstart, you know, where you're headed, then get yourself, you know, get smart on some of these concepts um, and also uh, on yourself. Right. As mm -hmm. well. Personal development. Be crystal clear on what you want to get out of life. You know where you're headed. Your health mm -hmm. is another important one. Right. What I, I know is, you know, resonates with you. Right. Sure. Um, driving is, is the energy from your health driving you towards your goals yeah. or actually setting you back, mm -hmm. you know? 
the the fitness approach it's just that it's that mind body soul mentality right there is that if you're if you're missing one what good's the the rest right exactly. and if you don't have everything aligned it's like right. you know and it, it, i find like running a ton and you, and you were talking about cycling it, it gives you that moment of clarity where where everything else just has to slow down because this is what i'm doing right and you break that away and, and i get my best thoughts I, I just get so much from it to be able to give myself the space away yeah. from it yeah. where if you're so into it every day and all you're into it then you miss the big picture you know exactly. because you're not actually yeah. taking a look because you're you're in it right and yeah. you, you you'll see this a lot with mom and pop owners where they own something and you can see so easily what the problem is, mm. but they can't see it because they're so into it. Right. And they can't think about changing it because they're so into it. But if you, you're like two feet away and you're like, I see it right away, what's yeah. wrong? But you're so into it that you can't step away and exactly. get from there. Yeah, yeah. no. And, and I mean, the sad thing is, is, you know, with technology out there, I mean, technology can own you. Yeah, right? it does. You have, yeah. to, you have yeah. to leverage technology and mm -hmm. make it work for you. Um, but, you know, we're constantly being inundated, right, with, with text and voicemail and email, right, yeah. and, and all this stimulus coming at us. It's hard to be, you know, really intentional. And I think one of the best ways to, to really tackle that um, is having a solid morning success routine, yeah. right, where mm -hmm. you can work through your exercise, you can work through meditation and journaling mm -hmm. and really write down your thoughts when you have a clear head mm -hmm. and then start to have intention about your day, you know. These are the things I need to get accomplished today. This is who I want to be, yeah. right? And then you start living more towards your potential, mm -hmm. right? Which, you know, I think as, as investors, as business owners, you know, this is what we want. You know, we're taking responsibility of our lives and what we can achieve. That word intent is, is just, it's huge because we, we, we were talking uh, offline before, I was talking about balance with someone. And, is there really balance? Like if I'm here like doing this podcast and I was typing an email, why doing jumping jacks? Am I balanced? Like, cause I'm nowhere at the same time, right? Exactly. But I'm, I don't have the yeah. intent to be doing what I'm doing, but if I'm there and like, I, I, I am able to not just be reactive where I'm just, I just wake up in the day and that's where right. some people get sidelined. Cause I, I do my morning routine too. Yeah. And if there's a reason I miss it, which is very rare, then I'm off. I'm just off because I'm not. I'm not ready for the day. Exactly. I'm not like it's like it's like I go into like if I was I don't know going to play a basketball game and like as part of a team environment. There was no warm up. I'm just like I just literally walk off the street. I'm playing basketball. Right, like well, right. I mean, it's a whole different environment right. than if I had yeah. time to do my routine yeah. and go yeah. in there. It's why you see so many people do their their routine of like getting set up for a free throw or other. Yeah. No, when you can when you can live life intentionally, I mean, it's so much more fulfilling. Hmm. You know, yeah. when you're when you are somewhere, you're a hundred percent present. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to be with your family, be a hundred percent with your family. Don't yeah. be checking your email while you're hanging out with your family, right? You know, when you're working, be a hundred percent committed to working. Mm -hmm. You know, don't be getting texts from your family. Um, and as you can start to kind of you know separate those types of things. Um, there's a cool, I'm actually in the strategic coach program, sure. um, which is, you know, phenomenal program, but they have a real breakdown into a time construct, right? Where you have certain days that are your prep days that you're working on, you know, different aspects of just, you know, kind of administrative things, things you kind of need to do. Then you have focus days where you're focused completely hundred percent on, you know, your unique ability, what you're great at, you yeah. know, what you're doing. And then you have free days, right, where you're spending time, you know, away from work, away from everything. You know, you're not doing errands. It's amazing, like, our society, like, look around on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And 
people are so reactionary and then you know being caught behind that they spend the weekends just doing errands just trying to right? catch just up just kind of catch yeah. up yeah you know so you're not actually having any time to rejuvenate and but once you can actually rejuvenate and let go it's amazing how much more creativity you have mm -hmm. uh, positivity right and then you start your week like coming out of the gate like let's let's go yeah. you know it's game on right and finding that in your life to be excited about the week right it, it's a, it's it's building that 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 life that you want that you're not like constantly trying to run from and yeah. there's so many that that's in the sideline just like i just want something different but they're 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 just out there because they don't know what that different is they haven't built that mental landscape of where it needs to go what what is something you would attribute to to your success what, what anything stands out in your mind that you say this is something that i've really been able to build my foundation from um, that's a good question. I mean, probably, you know, I mean, a bunch of things. I mean, I guess I was lucky to have, uh, you know, a strong internal drive mm. um, to, you know, maybe that was passed down genetically, right, that I was always kind of, you know, driven towards, you know, exceeding uh, expectations and performing at a higher level. Mm. Um, and I've actually become really fascinated with the whole concept of human performance, right? Mm. And, you know, as you can actually as you master your body right it's all about accessing your mind yeah so when you can master your mind you can master your money you can master your fitness right your mm -hmm. relationships all of these different things so um so i think staying really focused on you know on, on mindset development um on health you know all these things are just really foundational that can propel all aspects of your life and for the companies you've built over the last two decades what are some of the learning lessons? I've had some really big learning lessons. Um, you know, one uh, is, is kind of interesting, right? Um, after I started my first uh, business, right, we were, we were going triple-digit growth yeah. uh, for five years, won the Inc. 5000 Award one year. Uh, we were really wow. accelerating and just crushing it in the market, built an awesome team, great customers. You know, and then within 90 days, we found ourselves, you know, completely in debt, going backwards because we yeah. lost a few key uh, clients uh, as well as personnel in a short time frame. And, you know, I realized, wow, I had been putting all of my, you know, all of my investing, all the funds we were making in the business, just reinvesting it in hmm. the business because the growth prospect was to exit right and then that was going to be your payday you know your yeah. payday so i had been investing as a limited partner for a while but i really learned the true aspect there again brought me back to passive income investing Got right it. and having alternative you know sources of cash flow because whether you're running a business or you know whatever you're doing there's a lot of things that are unpredictable in mm -hmm. life so i, I just love the predictability right with real estate and when you have a strategy i mean i don't worry now you know people talk about trade wars in china how did the market impact yeah. well, the president said this you know my portfolio's down four percent like i mean really you know mm -hmm. i mean do you, do you want to be living your life like that and and caught up on that so i don't i don't worry about those things anymore we have um, no effect on them right <laughs> so even, even if you did worry about them like who's going to care who's going to care yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly
Yeah, and it's it's so important is that we, and that's what news does, and and I'm sure that they've they've done all their studies, right? So if I put a good story, like no one's going to read it, but if I put a bad story, everybody's on it, right? right. And so you have that right. point where it's always a line, but it creates this like fear environment, and people are fearful of everything, and it's yeah. almost like they're fearful of success because I could lose five thousand dollars, but that right. five thousand dollars, if done right, maybe I make a million, you know, like yeah. whatever it is, right? Yeah. But but I can't feel that a million, so I, but I'm so scared at five thousand, I just mm-hmm. won't do anything. I'll just mm-hmm. do what I'm doing what I'm doing. So what, what are you doing currently to build your wealth going forward at the position you are in today? What, what, what are the steps part? You have, you have your pillars built out that, that is your framework in the position you are today, have to building companies that are putting out and helping investors. What is now your focus for the next 20 years? Say, Yeah, no, that's a great question. And, and personally, um, you know, I think you should never, I call it abundant complacency, mm-hmm. right? I think it's, um, it can be a trap, actually. Success can be a trap mm-hmm. where you get trapped by your goals and you achieve a certain level of success and then you can kind of plateau there, mm-hmm. right? So um, I constantly challenge myself to, you know, move to the next level, you know, wherever I am on the journey because that's where the most growth really happens, right? And, yeah. and that's actually, it's challenging all the time but it's also, you know, the most exciting times, yeah. right? And then you keep building your confidence from there and mm. you keep moving into, you know, higher and higher levels, right, of, of where you can go. So It's like that gold medal. I, I bring this up like it's like if your whole life is built on just getting a gold medal, right, and, and you get that gold medal. Yeah. And that's all you've done for like, you know, I don't know, skiing or whatever since like four years old or three right. years old. And you get there at like 18, you're right. just like, you're almost like set up to fail because you're like, well, where do I go now? Yeah. You're like, where I'm now I'm off, yeah. I'm off the pillar. And like, I yeah. haven't, I haven't had that mindset to say it because I, like, it's all been built on that. And like, yeah. it, it is always an evolving goal. Cause, and, and when you reach that goal, it's an, it's a new goal in front of it, you yeah, because exactly. maybe it goes from, you know, um, finding cash flow, building wealth, you know, building building legacy, giving back, helping others, creating you know, creating community, whatever whatever that goes. But at some point, yeah, you constantly have to be focusing on the goal and have things that are saying you. But but where does that lead me past it? Yeah, and that's what's really cool about the vision statement, right? Mm-hmm. Is that's really the foundation for you to say, you know, where do I want to be? You yeah. know, what do I want to be doing? Right? Because you can, and the more you kind of you, you, you create your environment to support that, mm-hmm. right? And you support all the activities that you're doing. So now for me right now, it's just so rewarding to, you know, I've learned a lot of these lessons and pitfalls and things from, you know, from investing, building businesses, all of these things. So I really want to share that with other people because, mm-hmm. I mean, just think if you knew, Jason, you know, that if you knew what you know now, you know, when you were 21 years old coming yeah. out of college. Game changing. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Right. I mean, think of how powerful that would be. Yeah. So um, I really I, th- I think you can collapse, you know, financial freedom. I think you can, you know, collapse and start living, you know, to pe- your potential mm-hmm. right at a much earlier age. And it all starts with education and mindset. So to the extent that I can, you know, inspire and encourage people to do that, you know, that's that's what's the most rewarding for me. And we had talked it yet yet done research or study of why investors don't invest what would keep them on the side can you talk a little bit to that yeah i mean i think a lot of it is really it is again it's that we we have like limited beliefs right mm. we have a different belief system i mean think about it when you when you were younger right we were all taught we don't talk about money at the dinner table yeah it's funny no, yeah. no one talks about yeah. 
you know, how much their father was making or anything. Mm -hmm. No one talked about it. Um, so, you know, there's, there's things like that, right? It's kind of taboo to talk about it. Um, you know, there's again, limited, limited beliefs or I, you know, I invested in this real estate, you know, property and it didn't make sense. Or I did this life insurance plan and, you know, mm -hmm. that was really bad, you know, it was horrible. Right. Yeah. So people get, you know, it's the fear concept, sure. you know, they get this, you know, concept in their mind or, you know, some family member told yep, them Johnny, Johnny at the bodega had yeah. a bad experience doing right. this, so I'll never do that. And right. it's like, well. But have you actually run the numbers, yeah. right, on doing something and talked yeah. to someone knowledgeable and actually educated yourself on it? Yeah. You know, once you can do that, I mean, I, I think when, when things are cloudy, you know, run the numbers, mm -hmm. right? And then it's like, when you start to put the numbers together on all these things, I mean, it's really exponential, right, how you know, how fast and how much your money can, can snowball. And when you're looking for operators to work with, what is your vetting process? What, what, what stands out to you about a proficient operator? Yeah, so, um, so again, having the opportunity to invest for the past 20 years, yeah. um, it's all about, you know, people I know, like, and trust. And, and I've put my money uh, into these deals, and I know these people. So I know right. operators that have a track record that can execute the business plan. There you go. Right? So I'm putting my money in it. I'm putting my kids' money. Um, and, you know, I take it very seriously, investors, you know, if investors are going to invest. So yeah. I want to make sure that they're, you know, the operators able to execute on that plan. So, do you focus first when looking at an operator on on the market you're looking to be in, or are you are you being operator specific? It's actually the operator first. Yeah, I think is I think is the operator first, and everyone has their little niches, mm -hmm. and right, and as you put this strategy together and you're building out a portfolio, you know, you're going to want some diversification around different operators different markets that you might want to be in and also different deal profiles as well. Mm -hmm. You know, some are, some are highly, you know, a high rate of, you know, cash flow return. Others are more on the equity side. Like I've done actually new construction projects as well, you know, class A. So yeah. there's no cash flow for two years. Um, but then, you know, on the back end, right, you get a lot of equity, right? And so, and it also depends on where people are, right, in their mm -hmm. journey and what they're trying to do, right? We all talk about passive income, and that's the goal, but do you really need passive income today in your life? You yeah. know, maybe you have a W-2, maybe you have enough income coming in, because so, ideally the passive income, you just want to convert that back into the next deal. Right, because you want to add as much velocity to your income as you can. That's correct. Yeah, and for listeners, there's there's always this thought that, well, if you have a full time job, I want to quit my full time job. But is that always what you want? Right? Is that do you need to do that? Is that what you want? Because sometimes that's the best thing is having the full time job because you're able to go out there and make great choices because you're not stressed having to figure out how you're going to pay for health insurance. Yeah, Jason, I mean, that is such a great point. And, um, you know, being an entrepreneur and starting a couple business, I think there's I think there's a very key distinction that people mm -hmm. need to make is do you want to be active, an active investor or do you want to be a passive investor? Mm -hmm. Right. Quitting your daytime job to start another job is not being, you know, you have not built a self-managed business. Yeah. You're, you're do, just doing a different business. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's focused on real estate. That's great, but mm -hmm. you're still in business, and you're going to still have headaches and ups and downs with that yeah. as well. And they now, come home with you, and there's no shutoff. Yeah, in the end. absolutely. Yep. 
So if you want to do that, if you want to be doing fix and flips and, you know, dealing with all of those types of things, then that's awesome. You mm -hmm. know, go, go for that if that's what your passion is. But, you know, I, I challenge people to think about, think about the opportunity cost, right? Yeah. Because your biggest asset is time. So if I'm a W-2 and I'm, you know, doing a great job at what, I, what I'm doing, whatever, I'm a, I'm a doctor or, you know, a business owner or something, mm -hmm. you're making money, you're successful, and you're happy, right, doing what you want, then why not take your money and then just invest it passively, right, yeah. into something like syndications, and then you're going to get, you know, even more acceleration. But you, you actually don't want to go backwards by, you know, moving from active to active, mm -hmm. you know, and then struggling right from there yeah and and sometimes if, if if it's that bad with your job maybe you just need a new job right yeah. like and yeah. so it, it we we think that the the other side of everything is always more rosy because it's just sure. we don't know enough to to think anything else right sure. so so if i if i was doing what he was doing i'd love it well are you sure yeah or is that just that what you thought right based right. on you know and then where'd i come from one conversation you know and right. so what, what about all the nuts and bolts to all this building out so they, and you have this power of, of, of having that W-2 that gives you a, a lot of buying power, a lot of ways yeah. that you can move your life along and right. set up structure accordingly. You, you talked a bit about, about your kids' investments, any, any I don't call them hacks, but any strategies for, for helping setting up your kids accordingly when first starting out? Yeah, I mean, I, I could talk for a while on this because cool. it's, it's near and dear to my heart. But, um, I mean, I just look, so we, we have four kids, triplets, Oh, get out. in that. And yeah. They all just went to college this year. Right? Oh, wow. So I have all four in college. And I just looked at, so look, I mean, again, I, I made mistakes. I followed the conventional wisdom. Mm, sure. I put money in 529 plans because yep. that's what I was told, you know, back in 18 years ago. At least I put some money away for them. You know, every yeah. month I would do that kind of religiously because I know it was going to be a big day. But I'll tell you, Jason, I just got back the statement. So over 18 years of investing, yeah. total rate of return, 6%. Got it. You know, no control uh, over any of that money. So if someone doesn't want to go to school, you know, yep. what, what do you do with that, right? Um, and the, what they talk about in terms of state tax benefits, right, if it's a state plan, I mean, it's really, really nominal. Um, if, if I knew what I knew today, mm -hmm. right, I would have invested in uh, an infinite banking policy. I would have set that up for the kids, mm -hmm. you know, for each one of the kids, started funding that, right? I would have done real estate syndications, you know, mm -hmm. that value add, you know, multifamily conservative investments, right, that made a really good return. I would have over 5X'd the return, yeah. right, within that eight-year period. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of money. That's completely the difference between, you know, going to Yale versus, you know, just going to the local community college. Yeah, sure is. You know, for four kids. Talk a little bit, and if this isn't your core competency to talk about it, let me know, but, but the infinite banking, what, how you're able to use that to your advantage. Yeah, so I, I think it's, it's such a cool strategy. It takes a little while to get your head around it, and you mm. have to be working with the right people, right, that, that know how to set this up properly. Um, but once you're able to set it up, uh, what you can do is you th you're able to actually fund this policy, which is a cash value life insurance policy, okay? And then you fund it up to a certain amount. But what's neat is you can actually leverage out 80 to 90% on the policy 
and then you can go do whatever you want. You can pay for college with that. Mm-hmm. If you had a medical emergency, you could do that. If you want to buy that next property, you can do that, right? Mm-hmm. Or you can invest in the syndication, and you, there's usually a spread on the money, right, that you have in terms of what the interest rate is on the loan yeah. versus what you're making on it. So not only do you get a little spread on that, but you're getting dual compounding on the dollar. So you're using the same dollar twice, yeah. right? So you shove it into the bank, then you pull it out, and then you're putting it into your syndication, mm-hmm. and you're getting the returns on both ends. And then in addition to that, I mean, this is what's so amazing. It, it's all about- Because like, well, just just so yeah. we don't go fast, because the money you're taking out, it's not like you're physically deducting. It's pulling from the pool, right? So so, so the money, like if you're taking 100000 out, pulling it out from, from the, um, f- to, to invest in the syndication, uh-huh. your value is still as if you have 100000 and that's where you're correct. able to compound. Yeah, so, correct. So for the, the, yeah, it's that just fact. a loan. That's right? where the double parts it's, is. You're pulling yeah. out money, but that money stays there, so you're getting the compound effect on the original. Correct. Plus, that's building, and then you're taking the money and being able to use it again yeah. and making the arbitrage of, of whatever you're making compared to whatever your repayment is, which yeah. is most notably probably less than you're making if you're doing the right investment. Exactly. Yeah. And in addition to that, the money's compounding tax-free. You distribute it to your heirs completely tax-free. Mm-hmm. No probate, no nothing. Um, it's also a great place to kind of shelter some of your assets. Like if you're doing, you know, applying for financial aid for kids, mm-hmm. right? And they're going to look, if you've got money in your house or your stock market, you know, forget it, yeah. right? It, it, it changes the equation. But yeah. if you put it here, they don't count it, Yeah. right? So it's another way to kind of keep it there. And then obviously, you know, you have the death benefit, right, mm-hmm. profile. So you can, you know, feel safe that, you know, you you have financial security for your family, yeah. right, if something happens. So... I just love using vehicles that have, you know, that are multidimensional, have different aspects, you know, all all with one dollar. Yeah, it's incredible. It's really cool. It's incredible. But you find that for for keeping your mind open. Right. And so if you were just saying, well, I just I put my money in the 529 plan. That's all I do. You know, then you would never be open to the new scenario, right? Because right. that's all you do. Because that's what everybody else does. What everyone path. else does. Why should I do anything different? Right? Any other vehicles you'd like to use for the kiddos? Um, no, I think I'm just setting up my kids on those policies yeah, now. That's great. Um, yeah. And then what's what's so cool is again, it's like the bank, right? So yeah. they're their own bank. So my daughter, to my oldest. She's going to graduate in another year, so you know she's going to probably house hack and and get into real estate, do her first thing, right? But it's like I said, you know, put your money in today, yeah, right. Put that into, um, you know, into the policy, and then you'll have enough for the down payment, right, in two three years when you're ready, and you can leverage it for that. And if your plan changes, hey, you still have you know an asset that you're growing here. And you could do a lot of different things with it. Yeah, and when know? people think of the vehicle beyond life insurance, just the death benefit, because it's not, right? And so so that's that's a feature of it. But you think about how it can, can get, and plus children being so young, they're also getting their, their best rates, right, yeah. for, for where they are yeah. in it. So yeah. so that gives them that advantage exactly. as well. And that's great, though, your daughter your daughter's following the approach because – we, we, you know, I wish I found it earlier and, but it was the right time for me to find it. Right. Maybe mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for it if I, if I did, yeah. but there's people who this information is so good. Part of, you know, the access to everything online and social media is, is you have so much more information in front of you. And it's a blessing and a curse because yeah. you can get, you know, just sidelined with too much information and mm-hmm. never get started in real estate. But if you look at what's available to you and pick a niche that, that fits with you, 
you know, for you, you like syndication, so you, you go all in syndications. If you can do that, I mean, the world we're in today is a great environment because yeah. it's so accessible because yeah. you don't have to, if you want to find an operator in Arizona, well, you don't have to just go through some you know, phone book or something of that magnitude. You can go online, talk right. with other people, chat with referrals, look at, look at your network. And so there is plenty of opportunity, but you do have to start thinking about that vision at first. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you've gone to starting to travel with your family, do other things that, that have been afforded from you. You talked about a lot about cycling. Talk to mm -hmm. me about the uh, Italian race team. I want to hear. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this is a kind of a fun one and, and maybe can, you know, inspire some folks to think a little bit differently about real estate. But uh, so I've got we have one uh, multifamily property in New Mexico that's, you know, you know, cranking out some cash flow. Mm -hmm. uh, we use that to actually buy a property in Italy. Hmm. Um, so that that process was interesting. Interesting. Talk <laughs> yeah. talk to me a little about the process. I'm curious. Never. Yeah. Well, it was first of all, we couldn't find a loan. Um, I also looked for private money here. You know, to to invest over there, but no one wanted to secure you know a foreign asset, right? So huh. no banks, even international banks, uh, wouldn't you know wouldn't fund it. How come? Um, because again, they don't know how to collateralize the, yeah, the foreign banks don't the, the, the property um, or the international yeah. banks, yeah. you know, right? Oh, got it. Okay. Like so RBC yeah. and, got it. You know, things like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they weren't able to do that. And then if I talk to local banks in Italy, you know, they're like, well, you're a foreigner, right? We're not going to do that. Um, but, but the laws change, uh, all yeah. the time. So we've actually bought two, uh, properties there. The second time around, I was able to find a broker. Um, who found a few banks that, hmm. you know, actually lend to foreigners. Um, so that was kind of an interesting process, but yeah. we set that up. Um, and again, the, so the really cool thing about this strategy, right? So I have my passive income coming from one asset mm -hmm. that's paying for the mortgage on the property there. Uh, so New Mexico paying for the mortgage over here, which over is super Italy, cool. Right? Yeah. And then we probably rent it out maybe two months out of the year. Super uh, cool. So make a little bit of income. Yeah. But then we do our annual family retreat there. Awesome. It's tax deductible because yeah. we're going to see, right, our property. Yeah. And then the other really cool thing is, like, we do that with the whole family and the kids are in the business. Got it. So it's like this strategic byproduct that yeah. now you get to teach the kids really hands-on. Yeah. Oh, you know, we're going to work on these repairs or, you mm. know, we have to document this for taxes and, you know, just getting them involved in it. They were involved in the decorating and the painting and stuff. Uh, super. And uh, so it was really fun, you know, teaching them about the business. And it's just, you know, it's just been a phenomenal experience yeah. learning about the culture and all of those different things. And, yeah. you know, it takes your real estate game to a whole new level. Sure right? does. In a different country. That's, a, that's like investing out of state to a whole yeah. different, <laughs> whole different parameter. And, exactly. Rental wise, how do you prepare? How are you? Are you doing like a like a Airbnb? Is that no, so I mean, much like all of the strategy, mm -hmm. it's all about building a team around you. Sure. So uh, we have this phenomenal realtor over there that it's it's a very it's a small town, mm -hmm. um, and they do they manage rentals like summer rentals mm -hmm. and everything in addition to you know buying selling and things like that. So. So he, he finds, I mean, it, it gets rented out already, like in wow. the summer, um, gets rented really quickly. Um, so wow. and he, yeah, he, man, he manages all that. He does all of that. But so is there any reason behind only renting it for two months or just because it's not 
really your focus or well it... yeah i mean that's a good question we you know i'd, I'd like to probably spend more time over yeah. there you know as the years go but it is hard to uh you know pull away from all that i have going yeah. on all the time so but ultimately i'd like to spend a little bit more time there and when you're over there um you're part of a racing team yeah so um a few of my friends i mean i just can't say how wonderful the people are i mean just so yeah. hospitable that we've met in the town and you know to go to your local coffee shop and all yeah. of that and i'm the uh, town again it, it, the, the name is alasio alasio right which is in the northwest uh side of um of italy it's kind of where a lot of people from uh, torino and milan yeah. that's where they vacation um so uh so they'll go there and then i met some folks i'm big into cycling so met some yeah. people on my first ride and that was you know almost 10 years ago wow and i still am friends with them hmm. uh, i got on the team that they're on there that's awesome um, and it's it's so cool it's one of the um it's one of the biggest amateur teams uh yeah. in the country so i go over i usually race maybe once or twice a year uh, with them there and i've actually now started um a U.S. division. Oh, get out! Of the Italian team yeah. that we have in in Virginia, which is really cool. So I've done a lot of races with fixed gear bikes because I'm, nice. I'm, okay. I'm a meathead, yeah. I yeah. guess, for lack of a better word. To become a proficient cycler, what, what yeah. is one of the things that stood out for you when you took your game to the next level? Oh, you know what it is. Hundred percent, it's power training. Yeah, training with power is just. I mean, it is intense. You know, high intensity intervals. I have a coach. Mm -hmm. um, awesome. Coach, and he's yeah. completely taken me to the next level. But I, I mean, I gotta say, Jason, that you know, this uh, in April, I'm I'm hitting the big five zero. Good for you. This year, I, I just won a race in September. Won my age group. Awesome. Um, and I also, I mean, I hit some PRs on the bike this year. Super. That I'm feeling like better than I ever have. Yeah. Right. So it's really mm -hmm. cool, you know, fighting fighting gravity as we age. Yeah. But, you know, it's all that mindset, right? Yeah, I feel better every year. What can you, what it's, can you it's achieve? It's nuts, but yeah, yeah. I do. And it, yeah. But it's that point is that I think my mind's constantly shifting to know that I, I can. Right. Instead of just saying, well, I'm getting older, so I should have aches and pains or something. Exactly. That I no, too. it's such an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. And you see people around you say, well, I'm old, yeah. so I won't do that. Or my back hurts because I'm old. Yeah. That's just an excuse, you know. Work on it. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. hard work, but yeah. I mean, yeah, come my on back hurts from crushing right? deadlifts. That, right. That's that's why my back hurts. Yeah. All right, well, Steve or Dave, I'm sorry. Jeez, Dave, this has been awesome, man. I super appreciate your time on the show. Thank you so much for coming on with us. For people who want to hear more about you, your story, want to hear more about Pantheon, more about how they can find out about being with your platform, um, or even just about renting your house in Italy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's easy just at our website is yeah. pantheoninvest.com. And then uh, if you'd like to take a look at, there's an ebook on the whole wealth strategy that you can download for free. Cool. Is uh, pantheoninvest.com forward slash wealth hyphen strategy. Wealth hyphen strategy. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming to the show. This was no, awesome. Grateful for the opportunity yeah. to talk to you and your listeners. Really appreciate it. Great. Thanks Thank so much. Bye. Right, thanks.